You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is, and by the grace of God, it is finally Good Friday. It's Good Friday, yeah. Passed over a week this week for all my Jewish brothers and sisters. I hope it was uh, glorious for you, and uh, and I... Uh, I hope you're able to enjoy some time with your family this week. A lot of people taking the day off. I decided I'll go work today because, you know, why not? Why not? Um, just want to mention this real quick. If you get the chance to uh, text uh, Newsmax doing a poll uh, asking Americans if Trump's indictment is for real, also who are you going to vote for? If you've made up your mind or maybe you're thinking about whatever, anyway, just text the word event to 39747. That's 39747. Just takes a minute and make sure to tune into Newsmax. This weekend, by the way, I have a, I have a uh, uh, show. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World. I just heard from my producer, Joe, and he says this one is off the hook. This show is off the hook. So uh, if you get a chance to check it out, go to NewsmaxTV.com for details on uh, when to watch and all that stuff. By the way, headline on Newsmax right now, John Stewart says the Trump arraignment coverage has been an epic media fail. This is more proof that people with common sense are actually starting to speak up. Uh, and oddly enough, people like Russell Brand, uh, John Stewart, uh, let me see who else, uh, uh, a bunch, oh, uh, not Joe Scarborough because he's a tool, but uh, they're, they're starting to get it, that uh, there is nonsense and there is common sense. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and play something brand new from Jim Gossett, just in time for Easter with Alvin Bragg. It's the Easter charade. Enjoy. Oh, Alvin Bragg's enormous. Fat Alvin just informed us That's cool. that he's indicting Donald in his Easter charade. Evidence he's lacking, but he's got Soros backing. Yeah, he does. That's true. George is pulling all the strings in the Easter charade. Yeah. Alvin, you've had time. Still can't name a crime. Uh, just making it up as he got. Alvin, you've got nothing. It's a big waste cause you don't have a case. Facts he's not producing. Not one. Alvin could use reducing. Well, yeah, that's He'll be the biggest loser <laughs> in the Easter charade. Hey, Al, let me turn off the bubble machine in here. It kind of reminds me of a little Lawrence Welk action. That's the that show that my my dad used to make me watch on Sunday so I could get to the wonderful world of Disney. Uh, welcome to Generation X. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> we were going to have Riley Gaines on this hour. Riley Green, Gaines canceled because she was uh, hit a bunch of different times by a guy in a dress at San Francisco State University. They were shrieking at Riley Gaines for spending her entire life uh, as a disciplined athlete and then her senior year in college getting beaten by a dude. 
by a guy who just claimed to be a, a woman, and if she tied him actually, and then to add insult to injury, uh, they went ahead and gave him the trophy and said they'd send hers. You think I'm joking? Oh, no, no, that actually happened. That actually, actually happened. So she was attacked. She won't be on the show today. <clears throat> I, did, I kind of figured she wasn't going to be. But uh, women are starting to uh, fight back. And, uh, for instance, I live in Kansas, the Kansas side of Kansas City, by accident, not by design. Kansas legislature vetoed uh, Governor Laura Kelly, who is a uh, rhino. No, worse than a rhino. She's a she's a Democrat in sheep's clothing. Uh, she had vetoed the ban on transgendered athletes competing in women's sports. It's called the Fairness in Women's Sport Act, and it was overridden. And Kansas City Democrat Representative Marvin Robinson's vote gave majority Republicans the necessary 84 to 40 margin, margin, not margin, <laughs> to override the governor. Veto. So a Democrat literally had the common sense to realize it's not fair, it's awful, and it is psychosexual assault when it comes to uh, women. Now, women are taking this uh, in a number of different ways. They're being attacked uh, not only because of <clears throat> in, in uh, sports, but they're also being attacked in popular culture. We know that, uh, for instance, um, that uh, she, uh, that, that, okay, for instance, women are being replaced in popular culture. We know that um, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, uh, a transgendered person who's been a woman for 365 days, has spent the last 365 days mocking women. And oddly enough, corporate America has decided to give this person hundreds of thousands of dollars to promote products that he'll never use, like Tampax or a sports bra, Nike. And, and uh, women are just getting kind of sick and tired of it, just really sick and tired of it. Here's an article from Maureen, McCall or Maureen Callahan. She writes, uh, so Nike pays a trans woman who parodies my gender to wear their sports bras, but was once accused of cutting salaries of its pregnant ambassadors. Enough? Ladies, let the pushback begin. Before going any further, let me be clear, of course, everyone should have the right to identify and live however they choose. Yeah, we're not anti-LGBTQ. That is a lie. The trans community has made incredible gains in the last few years, and that's a good thing. Having said that, I'm sure I'll be labeled a TERF, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, and that very slur, which will often get you canceled, is a primary reason most cisgendered women keep their mouths shut. Biological uh, females are being erased from the culture with alacrity. I defy anyone to name another cohort on the planet for whom this would be considered acceptable, laudable, or even valorized. Pick a gender of ethnicity or nationality or religion and ask yourself, would corporations, governments, and world athletic bodies stand by and allow any other group to be so marginalized and minimized? We're talking about women. We're talking about your mom and your sister and your aunt. We have become birthing people, menstruators, people with breast cancer, people with vaginas. Planned Parenthood eliminated the word women from their website. This is a, this is an, a mental illness, by the way. Let me ask you, when was the last time you heard biological men suffer this kind of gender-denying nomenclature? When was the last time boys were asked to look to transition girls as role models, as guides for the often terrifying hormonally and bodily uh, changes coming their way? Why don't they put uh, G.I. Joe in a dress? See how that flies. <clears throat> don't put it past them. Girls develop in obvious ways that boys simply do not. They suffer dangers. Listen, that boys do not. They suddenly shift from being eyed in the world and men in particular as sexual objects in a way that boys do not. But we never ask biological men to identify as people with erectile dysfunction or people with prostate cancer. 
When is the last time you heard female to male trans athletes demanding compete in men and men's sports? They can't because they like to pick fights that they know they'll win by running over people they perceive to be weaker. That's what this is. It's the ultimate, the ultimate insult to women. Or hired to advertise Axe Body Spray or Power Tools or Rogaine. Are we to rename male pattern baldness? Oh, yeah, they'll try it. They might. But they like to pick on the, the, what, who they perceive to be weaker. And women are damn strong. Stronger mentally. Maybe not stronger physically. It's clearly considered unthinkable. I, it would make a mockery of manhood. Here's an idea. If Nike really wanted to reach female consumers, how about citing someone like Riley Gaines? A 23-year-old, Gaines is one of the few elite swimmers to speak up against forced competition with trans athlete Leah Thomas. And she's out there largely alone. Leah said, uh, I should say, Riley said at the NCAA championships, uh, I saw a 6'4 male exposing male parts in the locker room. When Gaines asked for a space when she could, where she could dress privately, she claimed the NCAA informed me there were no protections in place for me to change in a space that Thomas did not have access to. The NCAA put the onus on the female to avoid undressing in front of a biological man with biological parts who is sexually attracted to women. Let that sink in. This is insanity. What is the future going to hold for young girls and women if even the rich, famous, and powerful feel bullied into silence? It's heartbreaking to see these biological female athletes who have sacrificed everything to get where they are lose and lose again to trans athletes who retain all the biological advantage of being born male. To state the obvious, there's the reason we have male and female sports in the first place. Biological males simply can't compete against biological men. This is Sharon Davies. She is a female athlete and she was speaking to, uh, I believe this is uh, Great Britain News uh, UK talking about Nike and uh, Nike uh, choosing Dylan Mulvaney as a uh, spokesperson for a sports bra that she, he doesn't need. Sharon, uh, will you buy Nike after this? Because there's a big boycott going on. They call it Nike. Yeah, I mean, it's, isn't it? It's just so frustrating, isn't it? We make two steps forward, what with world athletics, and then and, and then swim England, you know, in this country, protecting women's sport, and then this happens. It, it feels like it's a, just a parody of what women are. And it, in the past, it was always seen as an insult when people say "run like a girl." And here we've got somebody behaving, you know, in, in a way that's very unsportslike, it's very unathletic, um, and it's just so frustrating when only 1% of the U.S. sponsorship dollar in the whole of the USA goes to actual females in sport. Wow. That they would then do this. You know, it just seems like literally like a kick in the teeth constantly. Yeah, well, think about this. Women, and I said this yesterday, women will uh, pursue athlete, athletics as, as passionately as men. They will get to school early. They will rise before everyone else. They will sacrifice everything. Uh, no junk food, no alcohol, all of this. Their entire lives devoted to a sport to compete with those who are biologically um, uh, the same as they are. And then when they get to the finish line, now we have men jumping in and beating them. And you've got a combination of things. A, you've got a mania associated with a movement that is not uh, organic. It was created to cause chaos. And uh, it's ridiculous on the face of it.
And so women, a lot of times, they never get, they, if they're lucky to get scholarships, they never make pro money. If they do, they make very little pro money. Uh, if you look at the WNBA, uh, if you look at what, well, you know, women, they might be able to get an endorsement if they're Olympic athlete, like Riley Gaines, if she competes in the Olympics. But by and large, women are just in it for the love of the sport. And now we have men taking away even that. It's so disgusting, I can't stand it. I just and and I just believe that we've crossed the Rubicon, and I think women are done. And I, and I knew that that women have to bring the fight first. Then I'm going to be here to back you. Normally, you know, I'm not here to uh, fight the battle, but I will support women on this front. I will fight for my daughter. I'll fight for my wife. I'll fight for this. But women have to decide they've had enough. And I think they have. Let's go to Johnny in Baltimore. Uh, Johnny, welcome to the show, man. What's on your mind? Hi, how you doing? Good, good. What's up, buddy? Thanks for holding, by the way. Yeah, oh, happy Easter to you. You too, you too. This transgenderism is a natural flow from what started years ago of secular humanism. Yeah. They first started to destroy the family in the 60s with the welfare system, the nuclear family. In the media, if you watch the sitcoms or the shows, the women are the ones that got it. The father or the male is the idiot. The gay guy <laughs> is the only guy that knows what's happening. Yeah. They're now going to the children. Because to make a totalitarian society, you have to get the children. Now we will wipe out gender. Yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind. This is a, a purely political move. This is not organic in any way, shape, or form, and it's been a long time coming. It's happened before in our history. We shouldn't be surprised. Uh, thanks for the call, Johnny. I appreciate. It. We do have to take a break. Brian, uh, Sean, you hold on. Also, Rel, you hold on. We'll get to you, and we're going to move on to some other things. I want to talk about John Kirby and Afghanistan. So a little bit more on this, then we will pivot. We will identify as a different show in the next segment. I'm just kidding. It'll be the same show. We'll just talk about something different. This is the Rob. Carson Show. To all the American haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson Show. Oh, I love me some ACDC. <laughs> Let's just let it go. Go ahead. Here we go. Come on. <laughs> All right, so uh, transgender activists and their allies were outraged after Joe Biden publicly announced a policy pullback about transgender athletes in schools. The White House released a statement Thursday saying schools would be allowed to ban students from participating in sports not meant for the gender of birth. What? What? Yeah, the policy kept in place the administration's opposition to transgender bans being passed. This explains why KJP was so mad yesterday. Karine Jean-Pierre. Biden succeeded in angering those on the right opposing transgender athletes in sports and also the transgender activists who decried him for betraying them. For betraying them! No, it's just about uh, psychosexual abuse against biological women. 
and sooner or later uh, it's going to fail. And the louder the left gets about it, you know that we're winning. Uh, North Carolina Republicans took advantage of their new veto-proof majority, supermajority, the same day that Representative Tracy Coth- uh, Tricia Cotham announced she was leaving the Democrat Party and joining the Republican Party, thus giving Republicans veto-proof supermajorities in the House and State Senate. Lawmakers announced new bills on transgender issues, uh, including uh, minor, minors getting gender-affirming surgeries. So you can't go to uh, North Carolina if you're a minor and become a, a mutilated eunuch. And if you're a boy, you can't compete with girls and steal their medals from them. So there you go. Then in Wisconsin, the Senate supermajority win gives Republicans impeachment power. Wisconsin Republicans won a supermajority in the state Senate Tuesday, giving them the necessary votes to impeach statewide offices, including the state's Democrat governor and potentially state Supreme Court justices. There you go. So I say if, uh, you know, we're going to have uh, Democrat uh, DAs go after Republicans, then uh, bring it. I mean it. Bring it. Let's play this game. You want war? We can, we can do this. I'm not talking about physical war. I'm talking about if you want to play this game, we can do it too. Except for we have real ammunition behind us with regard to precedent and criminality by democrats let's go to sean in live oak california sean welcome to the rob carson show good friday to you yes and uh, greetings from west libertardia libertardia is lovely yes <laughs> yeah before i ask you the forbidden question i'm going to put a uh, caveat on it yes i'm talking about some not all yes is transgenderism a mental illness um yes it was always known as one, and they just changed it the last two years. Yeah. It, is, it always always been gender dysphoria. And, and it's, it's very obvious because 40% of the transgendered uh, either uh, attempt to commit suicide or succeed in it. And I will also add that one of the main arguments that the trans community has for being able to transition children is, if you don't, they'll kill themselves. End of story. Yeah, well, do you ever remember sort of the uh, parodies and comedies of uh, lunatic asylums where you always had the guy that thought he was Napoleon? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I think I saw that uh, that episode of Bewitched. Oh, no, that was the real Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sean, thanks for the call. Hey, hey by the way, I, I just posted on social media a wonderful article about all of the reservoirs in California filling up again. And we can thank God, not the, uh, the cult of global warming or climate change for doing that, Sean. All right, thanks for the call. Do appreciate it. All right, uh, Roland Davenport. Raul and Davenport, you got about 45 seconds. Go! Hey, brother. I want to What's... tell you something. I worked in San Francisco in and around the gay community in the 90s. And there was something up there back then that was very popular. It was called cross-dressing. And there was organizations, parties, support systems. They were on TV. They were on Phil Donahue. It was all the rage. Everybody, everybody thought it was a great thing. And, and uh, transgender, the transgender community was, infinite, was infinitely smaller. It was tiny. Yeah. Uh, I want to know whatever happened to cross-dressing. It just all of a sudden disappeared, and now everybody's trans. Now well, I had a trans, I had a trans friend, and uh, she worked very hard at becoming uh, her chosen sexuality. And in the midst of that, she never, uh, she never recommended it to other people. In fact, 
she discouraged other people from going that route because she said it was Right. Raul, thanks for the phone call. Earlier this week, I had a study that shown that when it comes to political uh, radicalism, the most prone to it are the transgendered. That's why the push. That's why the push. This is not organic. This is part of a Maoist revolution. It's nonsensical, and it will pass. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. Fight for women fight for mothers and daughters uh you know and like i said this too will pass this uh, this insanity will pass we'll we'll get past this there's a reason why they the left is doing this and uh and i believe in my heart that uh, good will win otherwise hitler's nephew would be in charge of germany right now so there is uh, there is that. Um, I do want to mention this one more, and then we're going to move into the John Kirby yesterday saying that the the Biden administration is proud of what happened in Afghanistan. And I'd love to hear from you uh, who served, uh, active duty, retired, uh, Gold Star eight hundred nine two two sixty six eighty. If you'd like to talk about it, uh, I know that you don't believe John Kirby. I know that you uh, will not, and you cannot just uh, let revisionist history uh, uh, happen when it comes to such a profound uh, sacrifice that we made. It can't be covered up. We cannot blame it on uh, the, 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 the Biden administration can't blame it on Donald Trump. They're trying to. Nobody believes it. So we'll get to that in a second. I do want to mention um, Amazon audiences still prefer traditional story lines, lines featuring straight white male leads. Now, I'm not uh, down with that. I don't care about a white guy being the, the main lead. It really doesn't matter. Some of the best movies I've ever seen have starred uh, people of color as the lead actors. But uh, according to uh, Bounding Into Comics, perhaps the most uh, notable uh, uh, recently redone um, franchise that has been panned is A League of Their Own. Um, the series reboot with the uh, beloved movie of the same name, 1992. The original follows Dottie Hinson and her sister Kit Keller, played by Gina Davis, Laura Petty, respectively, as they try to make their way out of the Women's Professional Baseball League. The reboot stars a black woman who must constantly overcome racial obstacles to play. Um, the reason why it's being rejected is not because she's a black woman. It's that they're changing it into some sort of uh, an activist uh, bunch of nonsense. The, uh, the, the Also, a strong lesbian sub plot so they got that going on so you got the uh, rockford peaches still wearing the iconic pink and red skirted baseball uniforms engaging in same-sex relationships off the field rosie o'donnell who acts as a playful and humorous sidekick in the madonna movie guest stars in the new show as a cross-dressing owner of an underground gay bar the sexualized mangling of a cherished film about feminine athleticism has been a big swing and miss with viewers. That kind of sounds like women are do- what, what's happening to women in athletics. In fact, the Hollywood Reporter calls it one of the most expensive disappointments of all time. And by the way, they're doing the same thing to Greece. And, and I, to- I posted on Facebook, I said, if you mess with Greece, you're messing with three generations of women. My wife, my daughter, my my wife's mom. That's a big deal. And they're trying to do the same sort of crap on uh, on Greece. Uh, and people are uh, not liking it. And it's not because they hate gay people or whatever. It's just that you can't take something like that and make it into uh, leftist activism. It's just it just doesn't work. And, uh, and it's doing a face plant because of it. And listen, you know, there are, there's a network called Logo, and it is for, uh, for uh, the LGBT community. And sometimes, you know, straight people watch it too. 
You know, my daughter watches RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm not a big fan. I just think it's kind of petty, and you know, I don't care if men want to dress like women. It's just these these people. A lot of them are just insufferable, awful people. That's the only. I just they're all about themselves. It's all about me, and I just don't. I don't find it appealing. As far as gay storylines, I don't care. I, uh, you know, Brokeback Mountain was a great movie. I felt a little uncomfortable. You know, not because I hate gay people. It's not not one little. I just feel a little uncomfortable. We've had gay friends uh, for years, and we always encourage them: sit by one another, put your arm around each other, love each other. You know, I don't make out with my wife on the couch. Uh, my gay friends didn't do the same thing. It's just honestly, it's just, it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. So yesterday, John Kirby, uh, they came out with this new report. Uh, the Biden National Security Council released a report blaming Donald Trump for the withdrawal in Afghanistan. Now, John Kirby said, hey, man, nobody asked for this. The, uh, the Department of Defense and other agencies, they wrote this to, uh, to get, out, get the truth out. They didn't have to be exposed. Well, what they did is they created a nonsense BS a piece of propaganda that wasn't challenged whatsoever. And for some reason, maybe because the mainstream news media would would take it and say, okay, okay, no problem. But they just expected that America would go, oh, okay, this is it. This is the final word. Like when Joe Biden said he, 90 days or six months, whatever it was, he was going to figure out where, um, where COVID came from 60 days later. Yeah, never did a thing. Never did a thing. That's what this is. This is the equivalent. They spent zero time on it. They threw it together at the last minute so they could present it to us uh, and just dump it and expect the media to run with it. And apparently one reporter would have none of it. This is CBS' Ed O'Keefe confronting John Kirby on this insanely insulting document dump and this piece of propaganda. There's four pages here of blame on the previous administration or this White House explanation of what the last White House did regarding Afghanistan. Nowhere in here does there appear to be any uh, expression of accountability or mistake by... They never do. Everything bad that has happened during the Biden administration, which, by the way, is everything they've tried, they try to blame it on Trump, and it doesn't work. Either the president himself or others. Is there any for what happened? I, I would argue that the very fact that we voluntarily, the agencies voluntarily, decided to go conduct after-action reviews, nobody told no, us. No, 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 no. They just threw together a piece of propaganda. And they thought it would be enough. And he's like, he's trying to say, oh, yeah, we did it voluntarily because he wanted the truth out there. No, 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 no. They did it voluntarily because they wanted to cover up the truth. Please. To do that. That wasn't legislated by Congress. They did that on their own. Oh, the fact that they did that and that we were now placing it in, uh, in, uh, on the Hill for Congress to look at, the fact that we digested joke. and distilled some of the key points of that and gave it out in a public document, the fact that I'm up here talking to you about it, I think shows you how seriously that the president felt about learning about covering up the truth lessons from this withdrawal. I would also point out to you that the work isn't over. So, number one, even before you got that document, some of those lessons were applied. I talked about Ethiopia. I talked about Ukraine. Um, and, and number two, it's not like uh, it's not like the work is all over. Uh, the, the president signed the legislation enabling the the Afghan War Commission to to, to be formed, and we're going to continue to work and cooperate with that. That's going to look at the no. Afghan fell. Afghanistan fell. We let it fall. 
Women are being sold into uh, 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 marriage to adults. Women, uh, young girls are not allowed to go to school. All of this is on you. We armed the most powerful terrorist organization in history. The one that our soldiers signed up in 2001 to fight. That's where it's so disgusting. That's where this thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly disgusts me. Is that John Kirby could try to cover up that insult to so many by creating a document, dumping it, and then walking away. It's really uh, ridiculous. Here's uh, Peter Ducey at asking, and this is a great question, are you proud of the withdrawal? Because nobody is. Nobody's proud of this action. They're sickened by it. You guys are proud of the way that this mission was conducted? Does proud it mean of, of that? Proud of the fact that we got more than 124,000 people safely out of Afghanistan? You bet. No. Proud of the 13 uh, Americans who were blown to bits. Proud of the dozens of others who have been uh, injured. Some of them missing their faces and their eyes. Uh, honestly, you're proud of that? Proud of the people who fell to their deaths from the transports? Honestly. Nobody's saying that everything was perfect. But there was a lot that went right. And a lot of Afghans are now living better lives in this country and other countries around the world. Why not in Afghanistan, you moron? Because of the sacrifices and the work of so many American government officials. So, yeah, there's a lot to be proud of. For oh, all this wow. talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. Permission to make an analogy? <laughs> well, for all of the chaos, I just didn't see it. I guess I didn't see the people on the runway and the people falling from the airplane plane to their deaths. Uh, I guess I didn't see that. And you know what? He also hasn't seen all of the young girls who are being tortured and abused and raped. But honestly, you know, the same thing's going on in this country with the illegals coming across the border, unaccompanied minors, I mean, massive amounts of uh, sex trafficking and drug trafficking. Honestly, this, this, uh, this agency, this government is so, so ungodly, morally and intellectually corrupt. And, and this, this is another case of, uh, uh, honestly, there's a point where you just, you don't believe it anymore. They've really crossed the Rubicon on this. And, and this is the final insult to our our, uh, our military uh, service people, both uh, active duty and retired, uh, living and deceased, by the way. Uh, and here is John Kirby saying, hey, man, we didn't leave that military hardware. John, you know, Donald Trump did it. Now, you may recall in every speech that Donald Trump mentions, he told General Milley, we've got to get all of this hardware out of there. And Milley said, oh, no, no, we can't do it. Donald Trump wanted all of this removed. Joe Biden did not. He's, Donald Trump has said every time, why would he get those there's airplanes out? Get those. We can do this. He was turned down by Milley and uh, Lloyd Austin. And here is John Kirby lying once again about arming the Taliban. Once you turn it over, it's just like what we're doing in Ukraine. We give Ukraine uh, artillery ammunition, Stinger anti-air missiles, Javelin anti-tank. It's their stuff at that point, <laughs> not the Americans. No. It's their stuff. That stuff belonged to the Afghans. We never had a base, and we didn't spend 20 years at war in, in uh, Ukraine with American soldiers, you moron. And so this idea, this argument is just ludicrous. No, 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 no. Yours is the ludicrous. Yours is the ludicrous. That we left millions of dollars of stuff in Afghanistan. Oh, no, no. You left billions. Uh, and some people are saying $85 billion, including pallets of cash. We didn't. We turned it over, as the previous administration would have done, too. No, no. Donald Trump said he wanted it all out. And Millie said, no, we can't do that. Because part of their thinking was they were going to have to turn this material over. 
it was turned over appropriately uh, and carefully and deliberately with no. the Afghan national security defense. It's honestly uh, just it's just ridiculous in that this presser happened yesterday. Even the even the mainstream media uh, doesn't uh, doesn't agree at all. Coming up, oh oh, let me mention this also. One other uh, blow to the military. Uh, now that people are not signing up for the military, uh, and who would at this point, considering how our government tre- treats uh, soldiers who have served and soldiers who've been injured, <clears throat> Gold Star families. A significant number of United States soldiers slipped from unhealthy to overweight during the pandemic. The number of obese service members grew during pandemic lockdowns by as many as 10,000. Over 17% of men and women in the Army were categorized using the body mass index as obese in 2017. Statistics only got worse due to COVID-19 lockdowns, which the study says contributed to limiting movement and restricting regular military activities. I would venture also to say not only does this affect the readiness of our soldiers, but the idiotic withdrawal from Afghanistan has also affected our soldiers' morale and mental well-being. All of that. All right, let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. The Swamp Feasts, while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's The Rob Carson Show. Gaslighting. That's what the federal government is doing to you in a number of ways and in the most insulting fashion uh, to say that uh, the Afghanistan withdrawal was actually a good thing is the ultimate gaslight against those who would sacrifice their body and their lives for their country. It it really is uh, sickening. We've been gaslit in so many ways. You have to believe that the Chinese virus didn't come from China. You have to believe that that your children should stay out of school. You have to believe that the vaccine and all the boosters for your children are good. And if you think otherwise, you are wrong. That's gaslighting. Try that line at uh, Arlington National uh, Cemetery. Stand there in Arlington National Cemetery uh, near the grave of uh, someone who died in Afghanistan and say that, uh, oh, yeah, the withdrawal was a good thing. It really was. Turning all all of the uh, weapons over to the Taliban was a good thing. You know, honestly, John Kirby, I know this is Good Friday, but screw you. Sickening. Let's go to Bob in Parkville. Hello, Bob, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind? I got a lot of recommendation there. Uh... I'm a veteran. I'm 86 years old this past uh, April the 2nd. And happy birthday, brother. Was it good? Yeah, no, it was fair. Good, all right. But uh, <laughs> my, my late brother was in South Pacific as part of the greatest, genera- greatest generation yes, fight in the Japanese World War II in combat. Yes, sir. And his oldest son was in Vietnam in combat. Wow. So uh, they're both gone. Yeah. In fact, my nephew died uh, two years before his father did. Wow. But this situation with this guy, Kirby, I don't know where they dug him out of what hole, but they ought to re- re-transplant him back in that same hole. Because somewhere around eight to 10,000 Americans lost their lives in, uh, in uh, Afghanistan. We were there for 20 years. And not just the loss of American life, but the, the, the situation, the trillions of thousands spent there. And, it, and with, with these, like you say, these, these men are still alive, 
the, the this jackass that's in the White House right now has almost a hundred billion dollars in military uh, I know. Uh, equipment, yeah. in that in that country instead of blowing it up. Yeah, or or moving it, or or flying it out, or flying it out, or keeping the uh, bad ground Air Force Base there. It, it would have worked on any of those fronts. Bob, listen, I got to run. Thank you for your your service, and thanks to you for your call today. Uh, nobody's nobody's buying this. Nobody's buying this from uh, John Kirby. All you've done, you know, what you've done, and this is what I, I tell you. I use this analogy: the Democrat Party makes a mess, then they rub your nose in it. It's just like the idiots used to uh, discipline their dogs and maybe still do. They, your dog makes a mess on the, on the floor and uh, somebody rubs their nose in it to try and, uh, you know, uh, discipline them. It's stupid. Well, in this case, Joe Biden makes a mess and then rubs your nose into it. And, and honestly, nobody's falling for it. Uh, John Kirby can stick it. Let's go to uh, Monty in Tennessee. Oh, good. Tennessee, because we're going to be talking about Tennessee next. What's going on, my friend? I'm just driving down the road, Rob. But let me tell you what. I believe him. I want everybody to write down his words and just believe him because what he said was that uh, deliberately and on purpose they gave a lot of weapons to terrorists, Rob. I yeah. think that's uh, kind of treasonous. Sounds yeah. kind of treasonous to me. Yeah, well, and you know, and, and I, I, he, said, he said we left it to Afghanis. It's theirs. Who's in charge? The Taliban. And it was given to the Iranians and our mortal enemies, the Chinese. And, Rob... You know, I'm so sick of Republicans, really, because uh, the poor guy that got uh, charged for the meme up in New York, facing yes. a felony for a meme, you know, yep. I've been pushing for so long about using U.S. Code 18, Section 242, violations of rights under color of law, that is a felony. This guy got charged with violating people's rights. And every time I bring this up, that uh, General Mike Flynn had his rights violated, and you can just go down the list. So many people have had their rights violated yeah. under color of law. That is yeah. a felony. Nobody ever does anything. None of these Republicans do anything. You see this Democrat, this communist, right? He's not a Democrat. He's a communist. Charge our president with all these crazy crimes. This guy writes a meme, and he gets charged with a felony for violating people's rights. You know, Rob, how about what's good for the goose is good for the gander? When are we, as uh, non-communists, going to get our DAs, our sheriffs, because that's who you really need is the sheriffs, take these guys over and, hey, start, let the, let the uh, grand juries convene, let the uh, warrants be issued. Yep. And let them figure it out. Let them figure it out. Like, like well, listen, here's uh, the deal. Monty, Monty we're tired. We, we got to stop fighting with Marcus of Queens, Queensbury rules in the MMA ring. Now, Monty, you may also recall Donald Trump is using the expression, I am your retribution. What you've just said there is exactly why so many people are in support of Donald Trump. Because they've seen these abuses and usurpations. They've seen these absurdities, like John Kirby saying that the Afghan pullout, which was injurious to two generations of soldiers, to blaming it on Donald Trump. That is the retribution that I'm talking about. It's not a physical retribution, but it is payback for all of this nonsense. And it's going to happen eventually. It's going to happen eventually, and it's starting to turn right now. I appreciate the phone call. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. And by the grace of God, it is finally Good Friday. It's Good Friday. To all of my uh, Jewish brothers and sisters who have been celebrating Passover this week, I uh, wish you the best. God bless you. God bless you guys. No matter what your beliefs, thanks for joining me. We've got uh, an hour together before I uh, take off and uh, go get my daughter from school and get a bunch of stuff done and all of that. So uh, we will, uh, I promise you, it'll be chocked full of goodness. Uh, If you want to vote in the Newsmax poll, uh, asking Americans if the Trump indictment is for real or just uh, political BS, just we don't actually put it that way, I do. Uh, Just go and uh, text the word event to 39747. That's event to 39747. Just takes a minute. Tune in to Newsmax. Great hosts like Rob Schmidt and Chris Salcedo and Eric Bolin and Jen Pellegrino and Greta Von Sestrin. All um, are terrific people. And uh, then, of course, my TV show is this weekend. It is uh, Rob Carson's What in the World? And this weekend is uh, is very funny. It's a half hour rapid fire. Uh, I choose all my own cuts. I write my own script and I improvise. So whenever you see me like talking between, that's all improvised, and uh, and you will uh, you will laugh. I, I promise you. So uh, before we dive into it, let's do a little uh, a little musical number in honor of Easter about the Bidens, the corrupt Biden family. Here comes Hunter chasing tail, left behind a money trail. Hippity hoppity, prison's on the way. I doubt it, cause you know he's a Democrat. His laptop's filled with videos. If it was yours to jail, you'd go. Yeah. But he's protected by the DOJ. Pretty much, pretty much the FBI. He's got nose candy for strippers he'll put in the family way. <laughs> and when his baby girl is born, he'll refuse to pay. And he is. He'll sue so she can't take his name. Hunter Biden has no shame. He lied when he applied to buy a gun. <laughs> He'll hook up with his daddy Joe. They'll rake in some Chinese dough for their many crimes they never pay. Pretty much, pretty much. But you know what? I, I think we're going to win. I think we are going to win. We have uh, some uh, trials and tribulations, but uh, the truth will get out. The truth will. Uh, the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Radical uh, uh, Tennessee Democrats threw a temper tantrum, uh, and they removed a couple of uh, members of the uh, the Tennessee legislature yesterday because what they did is they led a, a group of people into the into the uh, well of the uh, assembly there, and they had out bullhorns and they uh, screamed and they and they said things like "No justice, no peace," which is a threat, by the way. Uh, this is um, absolutely unacceptable. It's absolutely unacceptable. What about January the 6th? Um, Well, first of all, completely different. Second of all, crowd was infiltrated by uh, the FBI. Now we just heard in the Proud Boys trial, DHS, uh, known terrorists, all warned. 
The uh, the Capitol Police chief was uh, told that, that terrorists would infiltrate the crowd. And then what happened was uh, the uh, the crowd was let in or some of these plants busted out windows. That's why there was no damage to the interior of the building. It was a setup. This was a setup, too, except for this time, three legislators knew better, and they brought people in anyway. This is not how you conduct business. This is not how a legislature is influenced. You cannot bring people into a chamber unannounced while the legislature is in session and threaten them. And that's why these people were kicked out. One of them apparently wasn't. We'll get into that. She's claiming, of course, that it was racist. It was racism. She's a white woman. So clearly it was racism. No, they were the ones who brought the bullhorns. They were the ones who filibustered and screamed and shouted. So the Tennessee House of Representatives voted to expel Justin Jones and Justin Pearson after they joined a gun control protest on the House floor. This is not organic. This is in the same legislature that just passed laws protecting children from transgender nonsense. So it was a little bit of both. It was a little bit of transgender nonsense, a little bit of gun control. Either way, it was astroturf leftism, just like the summer of 2020, just like the Black Lives Matter protests and all that. But this time they made the mistake of doing it in a legislature. And for that... There has to be hell to pay. And there is. And there is. Uh, oh, boy, of course, uh, KJP was really upset about it. Corinne Jean-Pierre was very upset about it. She was all worked up yesterday for a number of reasons. Here's what she had to say yesterday when these uh, people who went in and literally uh, held a uh, uh, violent protest in the middle of a legislative session. Uh, and uh, now that the two of them have been kicked out. As I was walking out here today, we saw news that Republican legislators in Tennessee were preparing to vote on the expulsion of three Democratic officials who stood in solidarity with children and families peacefully protesting for action on gun No, 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 no. They broke protocol and decorum and uh, fomented violence in a chamber. Safety. The fact that this vote is happening is shocking, undemocratic, and without precedent. Across Tennessee. Yeah, because nobody has done this before. Nobody has done this to a legislature. And this is why it was done. And across America, our kids are paying the price for the actions of Republican lawmakers who continue to refuse to take action on stronger gun laws. Yeah, well, you know what? Here, here's the thing. Um, you're never going to take our guns away. And just because bat guano crazy leftists get a hold of guns and murder people, not a reason to disarm the populace. It's a nice try. I mean, you're, you're going all in on this. I, I see that. You're, 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 you're the class of 1968 is all in on this, and it's not resonating. So they're resorting to crap like this. They're resorting to stuff like what happened to Riley Gaines, why she canceled this morning. She was violently attacked for just speaking yesterday. And right now the left sees the death of their agenda, the death of their dreams, and they're going nuts and some people are fighting back. The three lawmakers who participated were Representatives Gloria Johnson, Justin Jones, Justin Pearson. The insurrection has screamed, no action, no 
peace. The House voted to uh, remove Representative Pearson by a majority 69 to 26. Then they uh, uh, kicked out Representative Jones 72 to 24. And when it came to Representative Johnson, the vote was 65 to 30. Here is a little bit of sound from inside the chamber. Does this in any way, shape, or form sound like what Corinne Jean-Pierre just described? Why isn't the FBI tracking every one of these people with their cell phone data and arresting them? Just like January the 6th, why not? I think the answer is pretty obvious. And here is, uh, are two of them actually speaking with bullhorns, which cannot be accepted in a legislature. It cannot be accepted. Screaming and fomenting rage and not following decorum in a legislative session. If you allow this to happen, it's anarchy. Can you name another civilized country that would allow this? I know in the House of Commons there is some yelling, there is some, you know, whatever, but it is uh, good-hearted in nature generally. This is nonsense. This is hijacking a legislative session, not getting your time to speak, but just grabbing a megaphone and screaming. Absolutely unacceptable. This is a childish temper tantrum, was this. Remember what I told you about the, uh, the uh, candy aisle kids? This is what happens when you let candy aisle kids have their ways. But it looks like the candy aisle kids just got a spanking. Our citizens, our constituents are asking us to act today. And we're here passing laws that have nothing to do with the crisis at hand. What are we going to do today, colleagues? How are we going to address it? Yeah, you know what? Screaming is not going to get legislation passed. You have to present your argument. You cannot threaten your way into power. That's the way they do things in, in, uh, in third world countries. Here is Gloria Johnson. She's a Karen of epic proportions. She's 60 years old. And she was asked, why do you suppose the 27-year-olds who grabbed the megaphones and screamed at the crowds were kicked out and not her? And we're going to fight hard to get him back. Gloria, why do you feel like there was a difference in the outcome between you and your colleague? You, I will answer your question. It might have to do with the color of our skin. You know, honestly, uh, so done with this racism crap. Honestly, I really, really uh, done with it, done with it, done with it. 30 years ago, <clears throat> when I brought uh, my first uh, broadcasting gig, I remember I kept hearing cries of racism on campus. I lived in Columbia, Missouri, and the University of Missouri, and Stevens College. Stevens College is a very left-of-center, largely female college. Uh, generally, it was, was created to be uh, where you could get your equestrian degree and get your uh, MRS degree, meaning you went to uh, Stevens College so you could learn how to ride a horse and all the, you know, learn how to whatever, and then ultimately marry somebody getting a law degree from the University of Missouri. And it was old-fashioned. It was that happened a long time ago. But uh, I remember hearing these of just insanity. Like, for instance, they got rid of the word... Uh uh, they, 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 this is the first time, 1991-ish, they decided that in all of their publications, they just use a spell women with M-Y-N at the end instead of women, uh, M-E-N, because they didn't want men in the word women. Uh, 
And that's where all of this started. And then, and then I started hearing cries of racism when people wanted to shut down people. They cry racism, even to people who aren't racist, because they knew that they could shut them down by labeling people that. And I said eventually there's going to be a point where it is it falls on tone-deaf ears. And we've arrived. We have arrived at that moment. Now, here is Representative Jones attempting. This is what they do on college campuses. They pick a fight. Then they step back when you respond. And this guy is literally saying he was assaulted by a fellow lawmaker, even though he brought hundreds of people into the assembly and he fomented rage and potentially violence. And listen to this passive-aggressive crap from a candy owl kid who's now been kicked out of the legislature. Representative Justin Lafferty pushed me and stole my phone and tried to incite a riot with his fellow members in this section of the, of the House floor. Yeah, a bunch of those middle-aged and elderly uh, lawmakers were going to incite a riot against the hundreds of protesters that you brought in. I have it on video. I will send it to you. Representative Jones, that is not a parliamentary question. That is an accusation which was just addressed. And so therefore, you can have that question at a later date. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I would just like to uh, note that uh, under the House rules, felonious conduct is prohibited expressly under the House rules. Uh, battery is a felony offense in Tennessee that involves any physical contact with another individual that is against their will or not consented to. Uh, having um, witnessed a battery on this House floor, I think we need to respond in kind to anyone who has committed this felonious conduct uh, at the appropriate time. And they did. They kicked their asses out. <clears throat> and they should have. Now, i got some more audio on the way. Also, uh, James, you hold on. You'll be up next. And Tony as well. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. The left burned our cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's The Rob Carson Show. Yeah, $2 billion worth of damage summer of 2020. Literally, the FBI has the same cell phone data of all of the people who set fire to buildings. They All the people in the proximity of St. John's Church tried to burn it down and uh, chased Donald Trump and his family into the nuclear bunker. An ungodly, very serious uh, incident in our history. And the FBI chose not to do anything about it. <clears throat> but they went after January the 6th protesters. They say they're going to arrest 1,200 more people. Uh, if you don't understand how uh, crooked that is, then there's no helping you. Uh, they, then also the summer of uh, 2020, $2 billion in damage. Uh, 30, 29 people killed. <clears throat> hundreds and thousands of police officers, uh, a federal courthouse in Portland under siege for 100 days, uh, numerous attempts at arson, nobody arrested. Nobody arrested at all. Yesterday, uh, three legislatures literally led in a mob into the Tennessee legislature. Two of them grabbed bullhorns and attempted to threaten uh, action for gun control by yelling, by screaming, and by surrounding the people in the well with hundreds and even maybe a thousand people who were being whipped into a frenzy, uh, kind of like what happened yesterday with, uh, with uh, Riley Gaines in, uh, in uh, San Francisco. This is the this is these are the tactics of the uh, of the left. Uh, this is uh, Gloria Johnson, one of the uh, she's the Karen of the group, uh, and uh, they were chanting "No justice, no peace," among other things. We may have broken a house rule coming to the well, 
Okay, there you go. That's why you were kicked out. You broke a house rule. It had never been done before. I can't remember in our history where legislators have led a mob of people unauthorized into a, a gathering. And don't say, January the 6th. No, because the, uh, the protesters were actually led into the building and ultimately let into the well of the Senate by the Capitol Police, proven by video. But much of this document is false. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. You will agree that you also were chanting from the well, quote, power to the people, close quote, and quote, no action, no peace. That is a threat. Close quote. You chanted both of those slogans from the well, correct? Representative Johnson. What I'm going to say to you is... Now, you said it. Answer the question. I did not speak in a voice louder than any other member on this floor. Okay, well, let me whisper it then. I'm going to murder you. Does that make a difference? That you didn't raise your voice? I'm just going to say, you know, if you're listening to somebody, if somebody goes, I'm going to murder you, or I'm going to murder you. Do you suppose that really makes a difference? I'm just saying. Here is a, a representative, William Lamberth, attempting to reason with the mob and the three uh, people who started it. When you step into the well with a bullhorn and are yelling and screaming and are sharing with the people of this state that you believe that none of us care and you shut down the ability of even a response, surely you can at least admit that that is an egregious thing to shut out other voices because only together with everybody's thoughts at the table, everybody's voice at the table, can we possibly solve the problems that plague our day? Now, uh, the two who were removed, <clears throat> Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, responded to that plea uh, in an affrontal position. They did not uh, back off. They continued what they were saying. I want to go to Tony and Woodlawn here. Tony, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Go right ahead. Yes, Rob Carson. I have a question for you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. How do you envision? How do you envision America as a ultra mega America? What are you looking forward to? Um, what does that have to do with the the topic I'm covering right now? It covers everything that you're talking about. Well, I see a MAGA no, America. I, 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 oh, no, 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 let me finish I, my thought. You asked me a question. Um, I, I envision a border that's secure, uh, a military that is supported, lower taxes. Our presence in the world uh, uh, increased our our uh, ability to, uh, to uh, make good happen in the world with a powerful military, uh, <clears throat> an end of this divisive nonsense in schools, and a return to uh, patriotic and foundational principles of the country. Is that it? No, there's a lot more, but go ahead. <clears throat> See, that's, here's where you run into a problem. You, once you get power, you don't do the things that you say you want. You want. You do well, that exactly. no, Donald Trump did that, actually. Donald Trump no, did everything no, he, he said did. he was going to do. No, he, he did, did actually. Exact, he, hold on. He did the exact opposite. Like what? Worse. Give me an example. One example. Give me one example that Donald Trump promised something and did the opposite. Let's see. Uh, only he could fix it. Oh, please. Was, Goodbye, Tony. See was, you, man. You know, Tony, do me a favor, bud. <clears throat> if you're going to call up and be snarky and snotty and all that crap, how about you uh, 
you have a prepared argument, okay? I'm just saying this for your own good. I don't mind that you call at all, but you've got to be able to defend your position in an intelligent way because just throwing, you know, fireballs like they did in the Tennessee legislature ain't going to fly here. But I appreciate you calling. Let's take a break and come back. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. So a lot of these uh, leftist temper tantrums are greeted with uh, uh, loving press coverage and <clears throat> no response from law enforcement. No, uh, in you know, no response from uh, uh, the left, the media. You know, mostly peaceful pro- protests. Excuse me, as buildings are burning behind you in Minneapolis and, and all of that. And this time, these children decided they would bring it to a state legislature where adults are in charge. And the legislature said, uh, we're not going to take that crap here. That's not how we, that's not how you, you can't live. You can't live in a country where people are literally able to uh, bring in hundreds of people. Use it. And by the way, they used a uh, uh, an AstroTurf invite on social media. Come here in the day of whatever. And you know, literally the left, uh, the, the transgendered... Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, last week, they were going to do this thing in front of the Supreme Court called the Transgender Day of Rage. They're going to call it a day of, of vengeance. It was called the Day of Vengeance. And they called that off because they realized that uh, they had bitten off more than they can chew. And, and also, we weren't going to respond to it. We weren't going to show up to fight in front of the Supreme Court. Now, if we, we, you know, when we have a pro-life uh, group in front of the Supreme Court and we go there peacefully, the crowd is infiltrated by the left to start violence. They did that on January the 6th, too. They do that all the time. But when we're poked like this, we go, you know what? Screw it. We're not going to show. Some people do, by the way. Some, some people do. But honestly, when it came to the transgender day of rage, I, I think most of the conservative side of the equation were going, you know what? Let them make fools of themselves and let law enforcement handle it. Because all they're going to do is try and pick a fight with us, and then they're going to play victim. That's what they always do. That's what the left always does. And yesterday, these children thought they could throw a temper tantrum and go into a state legislature where adults are in charge and uh, scream into their bullhorns and all that crap. And guess what? They got booted. They got booted from the privilege of serving because they behaved like children. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. So uh, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, too. Got, and I got to tell you, they, uh, uh, they looked like uh, characters out of Central Casting from 1968. I mean, really. And, and I'm going to play some audio because it was kind of like, you know, your four-year-old. And, I, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this to be as insulting as possible because they don't deserve my respect. But it'd be like uh, me as a four-year-old reciting uh, G- the, the Gettysburg Address or, or me as a four-year-old, uh, you know, uh, doing the I have a dream speech. You know, it was just, they, they're just essentially reading, copying, uh, uh, caricaturing the, uh, the movements of the past, including uh, Malcolm X to the, to the, I mean, to the T, like pointing the same finger. And, and I don't think they were actually inspired by Malcolm X. I think they were inspired by Denzel Washington's brilliant performance uh, by Mal- Malcolm X. But when you hear these 27 year olds, uh, uh, literally, literally, copying the the uh to to a t 
the uh, civil rights leaders of the past with no originality whatsoever, uh, and and it's it's really laughable. It's it's like your your you know your son dressing up in a you know grandpa's suit when he's five. You just it's cute, or your daughter dressing up in your mom's dress when she's five, or, or your son, you know, because you never know what the hell's going on in this world. But yesterday, there's a representative named Sabi Kumar who is an Indian gentleman in the legislature. Now. Um, uh, we don't uh, we don't pay a lot of attention to the uh, Indian population in our country because uh, they are not and refuse to be a victim class. Um, uh, the Indian people are industrious. They come here. They build businesses. Same goes with Asian people. Same go with other people. And so they don't, they're not down with the victim culture thing. That's why uh, Kamala Harris doesn't use her Indian heritage to her political advantage because there isn't any. So she says and acts like she is downtrodden. She acts like she is a victim of racism, even though she grew up in Berkeley. Both of her parents, very privileged. Her mother, Indian. Both of her parents, academics. Uh, She had to ride the bus for an hour. And she decides to use the black part of her heritage as some sort of a victim thing. I would put my life up against Kamala Harris any day, any day. And hers has been a cakewalk. But why didn't she say I'm the first Indian American as the uh, uh, vice president? Why is that? Why isn't that celebrated? Why is this is historic? And I I mean this. I'm not, not meaning to be pejorative at all. It is historic that we have an Indian woman as the vice president. But where is the celebration from the left? It doesn't exist. When Donald Trump was president, they had a a, a stadium full of Indian Americans who got together to celebrate Donald Trump. But here is this Indian American, Sabi Kumar, who was literally Justin Jones, this one of the punks who got booted, uh, literally, uh, well, just listen to what uh, Justin Jones called this man, this Indian man, who says that in, in all the time he's been in the United States, he's never been called a racial pejorative, and I would venture to say neither did Mr. Jones. In those 53 years in America, I have never encountered a racial slur. I'm really not aware that any of that applies to me. Well, wait a minute. You're in Tennessee. That's where all them rednecks, all them white people live down there. And they all hate them Indian people, them brown people. Geek, geek. Oh, wait a minute. Not for 53 years. Live a good life. Yet, you on tape call me a brown face. Yes, sir, it's on tape. And And what I told you was what you just exhibited as the only member of their caucus who was not of the Caucasian persuasion, I said that you put a brown face on white supremacy. Wow. Do you wonder why the violence is happening when you have absurdities like that said? Like Cori Bush of Missouri suggesting in a tweet that Republicans run on a platform that includes white supremacy and gun violence. It's just, it's absurd. It's absurd. And it's sickening. And it's meant to incite violence. The only reason... Words like that are used is to incite violence. That's why she did it. And white supremacy has always been a fringe movement, and it's always been led by Democrats. The KKK was created by Nathan Bedford Forrest, a Democrat. Jim Crow was created 
by Democrats. Planned Parenthood was created by a Democrat because she was a eugenist. Let's hear that again from this uh, from this uh, legislator. Yes, sir, it's on tape. Right, and, what, and what I told you was what you just exhibited as the only member of their caucus who was not of the Caucasian persuasion, I said that you put a brown face on white supremacy. That's what right. I said. Okay, so that makes no sense whatsoever to say that some brown person would espouse white supremacy. It's, it's idiotic. It's just idiotic. But these are the words that they think they can shout, and it's just not going to play anymore. It is what Cory Bush, instead of suppressing voters, maybe Republicans could run on a platform that's actually popular with young voters as opposed to their current platform of white supremacy, abortion bans, climate denial, and gun violence. Wow. Bush also referred to Donald Trump as the former white supremacist in chief. You know, he's the worst white supremacist ever because he ushered in the lowest black unemployment rate in American history. He must have sat there, you know, uh, and just pounded the desk and said, oh, man, do I suck at being a white supremacist. (laughs) Just unbelievable. Now I want you to listen to the, this is Justin Pearson. He's the guy who looks like he came from central casting. He's got this kind of uh, whatever the heck kind of, the same look, the same tie, the same glass the same hair as the, you know, like like someone in the late 60s, kind of a hippy dippy dopey you know, uh, 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 Malcolm X ap- acolyte, you know. Uh, but here, listen to him speak, because it is. It's just like your kid running for, count, you know, for, for uh, student council president, using a character. Listen to this guy, because it's, it's, it's actually laughable. God's still doing. It is indeed a sad day for us in the state of Tennessee, with the loss of Justin, Representative Justin Jones from this body. From this body, yes. It is a victory of this movement Ta. that still the movement. Ta. says it matters. Yes, sir. To end gun violence in the state of Tennessee. Yeah. This well, you're never going to do it, actually. You, you, none of the things you ever propose ever does it. Movement that still says it is time for just action and just reforms Ma. in our state. And to still have Representative Gloria Johnson serving in this house. Yes, That's the power. Yes, of- does he do that at dinner? He's supposed to send the table's like, pass uh, the green beans. Uh. Justice. There's been a refrain and a song going around. Oh, it's- listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to, this. to prove, to prove he's just, just impersonating the great black civil rights leaders of the past, and he has no foundation on it. This isn't a new movement. This is just a temper tantrum. Listen to this. This movement. Power to the people. Power to the people. Are those the only lyrics you know? Because I know that. I'm a white guy. Why didn't you do We Shall Overcome? I know the whole song on that one. Uh, here's a little bit more from uh, Justin Pearson, uh, who is a laughable uh, cartoon. We and you are seeking to expel District 86's representation from this house. In a country... That was built on a protest. No, we weren't. We weren't uh, actually uh, on a protest at all. If that were the case, that every protest could start a country. It was a movement. It was a political movement. It wasn't a protest. It was a revolution. Completely different. Huh? But you wouldn't know that huh? because you're just a cartoon. In a country yes. that was built on a protest. Again, no, it wasn't. 
You who celebrate July 4th. Jew, did she say July? Wow. 1776. Ha! Pop fireworks and eat hot dogs. Ha! Oh, sorry, I just <clears throat> had some phlegm there. You say to protest is wrong. Wrong. Because you spoke out of turn. Uh, no, no, it was actually uh, uh, ushering hundreds of people in and using inflammatory words to incite violence. Because you spoke up for people who are marginalized. Duh. You spoke up for children who won't ever be able to speak again. You this is trying to claim the moral high ground when you don't have it. spoke up for parents who don't want to live in fear. You spoke up for, for, for Larry Thorne who was murdered by gun violence. You spoke up for people that we don't want to care about. Um, why don't you talk about the 13 times the national average uh, black on violence in inner cities? How about that, Tuh? Why don't you talk about that, Tuh? In a country built on people who speak out of turn, who spoke out of turn, who fought out of turn to build a nation. <laughs> yeah, I spoke out of turn. Yeah, that's what it was. It was speaking out of turn. You know, honestly, it's... This is why I do what I do. This is why I make fun of them. Because, uh, you know, it, uh, you, you, you take serious the movement, but then something like this happens. And I think my best bet is to just uh, ridicule them. Because... You just look stupid. Let's go to, uh, uh, no, never mind. I thought I had a call. I, I thought I had a call, but I don't have a call. So, um, uh, anyway, the, uh, the Tennessee House voted to expel Justin Jones. Um, and uh, the uh, Tennessee House Speaker Cameron Sexton tweeted, We have always welcomed peaceful protests at the Capitol to have their voices heard at any issue. It says here, however, he suggested the actions allegedly undertaken by uh, Representative Jones as, read, as well as Representatives Gloria Johnson and Justin Peterson broke several rules of decorum and procedure on the floor. The Tennessean reported that Johnson, Jones, and Pearson allegedly used a bullhorn. No, they did, as they led protesters into the galley in several chants for gun reform. Their actions and beliefs that they could be arrested on the House floor were an effort, unfortunately, to make themselves the victims. That's why they're gone. That's the line. They cross the line. This is what happens when children cross the line and adults are in charge. There you go. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's The Rob Carson Show. God's still doing. It is indeed a sad day for us in the state of Tennessee with the loss of Justin, Representative Justin Jones from this body. But, uh, you know, the one thing that gets better with you uh, in life is your voice. So he's trying to do this in, you know, all this, and he's got kind of this slightly, almost prepubescent kind of voice. Uh, <laughs> That is uh, Justin Pearson, who's been kicked out of the uh, the legislature in Tennessee because he brought a bunch of people into the legislature screaming in bullhorns and uh, thought he'd throw a temper tantrum. Didn't work so well, but uh, that said, I got something from the Reverend Al, did a little uh, tribute to it via Jim Gossett about what happened in Tennessee. The Democrat three down in Tennessee, they deserve their fate. Fate. But we'll make it by race. It's a disgrace how we agitate. It's a card I play each and every day. But the obvious question that nobody asks oh, what's race got to do? Got to do with it? Uh, nothing. 
Those two deserve their expulsion. <laughs> What's race got to do, got to do with it? It's a Democrat crutch and a liberal compulsion. What's race really got to do with it? Not a thing. What's up with a shameless self-promotion? I don't know. What's race got to do, got to do with it? Why must we stir up all these bad emotions? Because it's part of a Marxist revolution. It's nonsense. It's built on nothing. It's people who didn't have a war. It's people who didn't have a civil rights fight. It's people who uh, who have been, uh, war, you know, wore bike helmets their entire lives and had cell phones and never had a boo-boo before. And so they have to create their own, they have to create their own crisis like they're, you know, marching in Selma or, you know, what, it's it's just honestly, you know, they're, they're uh, what was the, uh, try to remember the movie, uh, to, uh, the, um, God. Norma Ray, Norma Ray, it's like Norma Ray, you know, as a five-year-old. It, it's just funny. And then there's this, uh, and there's a real crisis that's being ignored, and that is the violence uh, in inner-city communities. For instance, uh, two kids, Christopher Atkins, 12, and Robert Robinson, 17, murdered three other teens in Marion County in Florida. It's, uh, it, this is the case of black-on-black violence. This is the case of, that's happening around the country. And here is uh, the sheriff who has to arrive on scenes where he sees the bodies of children who have been murdered by other children. And everybody's saying it's gun control that the problem is. And uh, uh, Marion County Sheriff Billy Woods would have nothing to do with it. Sheriff, you mentioned uh, the gun. Do we know how the, the uh, suspect got a hold of the weapon? Car burglaries. Car burglaries. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Gun control wouldn't do anything about it. Ain't that right? All the gun laws we got in place didn't prevent it, did it? Neither will any new ones. Woo! Because here's the fact: the he didn't have to actually uh, use another voice. He'd have to say oh, the guns uh, are not the problem. No, he just said it. Guy's going to get a gun no matter what law you have put in place. Yep. These juveniles shouldn't even possess a handgun. Yeah, 12-year-old, 17. But they did. Mm -mm. And I'll go back to you. Add your question. A simple burglary, as some people will say, but I don't consider anything simple when it comes to a burglary. Nope. The law allows me. I'll plaster their face up on this page, up on my page, up on media. I will hand it out if the law allows me because parents have the right to know who their kids are hanging out with and preventing this. And I want to tell you, as I've always said, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, all of this uh, radical nonsense is about covering for failed Democrat policy, Uh, starting with uh, Jim Crow. Moving on to the Great Society, which destroyed the black nuclear family. You look at in Democrat cities like Baltimore, where 23 high schools couldn't find a kid who could do math or reading proficiently. And their solution is, oh, we'll give them reparations. We'll give them a government check. That'll do it. It's all about covering the failings of the Democrat Party so they can ensure black votes. That's it. That's it. And if you pay attention, do your homework, you'll see it. You will. I grew up in a country out Sesame Street. There were, you know, I didn't care about black people, white people. You know what? If you watch All in the Family, you watch the Jeffersons, we were all equally poor. <laughs> we all had the similar experience. 
And then they make up this this nonsense now because a bunch of spoiled, entitled children don't get their way. It's it's remarkable. It's remarkable. Let's come back and wrap up this Good Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show in a second. All right, guys, have a great and glorious Easter weekend. God bless each and every one of you. Check out my TV show at NewsmaxTV.com for details. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.